100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning, brought to you by FM Bank at myfmbank.com and also at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. And uh, I'm pretty impressed that this guy's even given us the time to talk because he's probably, if not the busiest guy in Sumner County, he's probably darn close. Mike Brown, Athletic Director for Sumner County Schools. Uh, Mike, good morning. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Good. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm glad you're taking the time to chat with us. There's a, a whole heck of a lot going on. Uh, you know, uh, school's back in session. Things are kind of happening. Uh, but you probably have had one of the busiest times uh, since this whole thing began uh, as far as your job goes. Yes. Starting, you know, shut down and then I had nothing to do. <laughs> and then starting with probably mid-May, mid, uh, we got to kind of looking at what we could do in June and it picked up then and of course this you know these last couple of weeks have really been busy how many times have you uh, you know when it sort of started opening up and you're thinking okay this is going to happen um then you probably had to push it off push it off push it off you know because you never really know right well we we did get back to, to practice on June 1st as we had planned but it, it seemed like everything changed every day Right. You know, I told right. my ADs that whatever I tell you today may change by 8 a.m. in the morning. So just, you know, <laughs> we just had to communicate quite a bit and try to stay on top of things. And it's still like that. And is this is this is both both for high school and elementary? Is that correct? Or uh, high school and middle school. I mean, high school and middle school. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. because the sports, you know, doesn't just start at the high school level. You got a whole lot of other things going on as well. Right. We do. We have some limited sports in Sumner County for middle school, uh, but football is certainly one of those right now that we're trying to get get going. Is it the um, not that most sports aren't contact? Most are, um, but um, are there some that weren't as affected as, uh, as others, or has everything needed some sort of modification? Well, everybody's had a little bit of modification. You know, probably golf has had the least. Right, that's um, kind of where I was. Uh, kind of where I was heading, actually. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to deal with the crowds, and you know, basically, when you're out there, you social distance anyway. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they they don't get too up too up close. Even on the greens, they're not that close. But um, you probably did so give them some guidelines anyway, just just to be cautious. I'm assuming. Yes, they get the same guidelines as everybody else. It just mm-hmm. doesn't affect them quite as much. Um. And then uh, cross country is probably next. They have a few more things, especially if they're bigger meets. They've had to cut down some of their numbers, right. uh, start in waves or run more um, heats uh, to cut down their, you know, congregating at the ends. And, right. And so maybe a little really, little longer day for the organizers and coaches, I would think. Yes, and a lot more thought goes into how are we going to do this, mm-hmm. um, and then. Volleyball and volleyball is one of those kind of you know some people say well how is that not a contact sport 
And I coach volleyball in high school, and it's a high-impact sport. But the kids impact have more impact with the ball and the floor than they do the other teams. Right, yeah, exactly. So it is, yeah. is high-impact. But, but then, you know, they've gotten – you know, they have a lot of regulations, mainly because they're the only indoor sport that's going on right now. Yeah. And so being inside changes everything because you don't have that airflow and you don't have the UV rays and you don't have those kinds of things to help out with, you know, you know, reducing the transmission as much as possible. So uh, the masks and the distancing and things like that are more important when you try to have a volleyball game. So Mike, and um, then you, of course, go ahead. No, um, and then we've got our impact sports. Right. I mean, our contact sports. Right. Right. Um, so tell me about the end of the 1920 season, uh, because this kind of hit and you might have been in the middle of some seasons or maybe where there's, you know, softball or some other things going on that you had to kind of put the kibosh on. Uh, yes. We went home. I was in the, I was at the office till probably, I don't know, three or four o'clock on Friday afternoon before we went to spring break. And we had teams traveling. We had teams with full slate of uh, games during the next week. A couple of school systems had taken a day or two off, Mm -hmm. but we actually went through that Friday, and we thought, well, we're good. So, you know, I left on Friday afternoon feeling pretty good that we were going to be able to play through spring break. Well, by Monday afternoon, it started to fall apart that Sunday. By Monday afternoon, I was calling around and, and on the you know the direction of of Dr. Phillips, our right director of schools, we were shutting everything down. Mm-hmm. We had some teams that were actually in Alabama and Gulf Shores in uh, baseball and softball that were playing, and we did let them finish okay. because I'd already seen where Alabama was only going to let them play through Tuesday. So I see. You know, we were pretty safe. They were already down there. They were in the middle of the tournament that I knew was going to end Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So we those teams we let finish, but everybody else we shut down, you know, on Monday. So between Friday afternoon and Monday afternoon, it fell apart pretty quick. Well, as I recall, this all kind of happened right around spring break anyway, and was that maybe yeah. a little bit of a blessing in disguise? Or? Well, we thought, you know, at the time you think, well, okay, we're, we'll have spring break. We might be out for a week, you know, coming out of spring break, and then, you know, a week became a month, and then, it became the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it was a little hard to take because, you know, that was right. Softball, baseball, the, the spring sports had really just had a few contests mm-hmm. um, and then did not get to finish, which was very disappointing. I had two boys that played baseball. I can't imagine them not getting to play the senior year. So right. I know it was right. very difficult for those kids. So how about um... – so then there was this time. So everything, you got her all shut down. That's all done. Um, we managed our way through the end of the school year. Sumner County Schools shut down for the summer like they always would. Um, now it's sort of planning time, and you're, I'm assuming, trying to plan without really knowing, <laughs> uh, you know, when this is going to change or if it's going to change. How did how did right. that how did that work? Did you and Dr. Phillips have to kind of get together and say, "Well, here's scenario one. This could happen. Here's scenario two. Or th- I mean, how do you even know where to begin? Because nobody's ever ever dealt with anything like this before. No, and we were getting it. We were trying to stay on top of information from the CDC and the health department and and all those kinds of things. And yes, Dr. Phillips and I had a number of conversations about 
um, you know, where are we, what, what can we do? And the information coming out at that time about the virus was, you know, it was changing pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting, getting you know, policy down was, was difficult. Um, so, but yes, we did have a number of conversations and then we started looking past school and, um, uh, he said, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's have a target date. I said, that's great. He said, let's target June 1st. Mm-hmm. It was a Monday. Uh, it was a, you know, a week and a half, a couple of weeks after we gotten out of school. Right. And so there was some time there and then we started planning for a particular date. And that's when the stuff, you know, you know, we had groups of 10 and that was nine kids and one coach and they had to be socially distanced and we had, you know, they couldn't go in the buildings and, mm-hmm had to have their own water bottles and all of those kinds of things. Well, that's when they all thought the contact service thing was maybe a little more prevalent than it turned out to be not as easily transmissible on surfaces. Right. And as we went through June, you know, we went from 10 groups of 10 to groups of 15. And then the last week was groups of 20. And then that kind of put us in a little better spot. We had some experience on what to do and what to look for and how to clean and, Mm-hmm. And those kinds of things. So basically, June, yes, we did get some reps in as far as some some conditioning, but mostly it was practice for us on what's this going to look like once we start practice. That yeah. was the biggest value for us in June. Mm-hmm. So um, at at some point, I'm assuming when let's say you and Dr. Phillips and and whoever sort of laid out a basic structure or a plan. At what point do you sort of bring the coaches in of the fall sports so you can get input or thoughts? And I'm, you know, it, it's just interesting. And I'll get to this part in a second because I want to talk about you know people are pretty passionate about sports, not just you know school and doing well academically, but then you know you start getting into sports and people get pretty vocal. Um, I'm sure you've been on the receiving end of good and bad. But um, as you guys sort of put your ballpark plan together, which everything is fluid. Um, then at what point did you get a hold of the football coaches and say, hey, all right, this is kind of what we're thinking? You know, I'm assuming you got some pretty good input from them as well. Well, actually, most of our input came from, from like, health department, CDC, on, and for what we had to do mm-hmm. and where we were. And then I pretty much kind of disseminated that information to the athletic directors at the schools. I see. And then and – then, to their coaches. Now I took a lot of calls from individual coaches going, okay, this is, this is our plan. You know, we've looked at everything you've sent us and this is our plan. Can you look at it and tell me where we're good and where we're not? Right. If it fits within the, yeah, because all the facilities are different, right, Mike? I mean, they're all a little different. Yes. The facilities are different. The coaching staffs are different. Um, you know, maybe different sizes because we have different size schools. Um, and then you're looking at different sports too, because, you know, in the summertime, most of your sports are trying to practice in some way. So I was talking to basketball coaches and football coaches and, and baseball. And so, you know, I had a lot of individual conversations with coaches, particularly ones that know me. They would call me up and go, hey, look, mm-hmm. what am I doing? You know, this is what I want to do. Right. Tell me where, I, where I'm good and where I'm not. And so well, we did a lot of evaluations like that. Yeah, and you're right, because even though a sport might not be being played, just yet or the season hasn't started yet you know there's conditioning and other things and with the adjustments that had to be made to workout facilities all around the Nashville area and and in Tennessee 
that affected the facilities that uh, your uh, students trained in as well, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, we had to make um, some adjustments there. Most of it was cleaning and how to spread out and not have as many kids in a weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some, uh, uh, some of the programs, if they could, uh, move some of their weight stations to the out, to outside, which is fine. Of course, you know, if it's 90 degrees outside, it might not be too pleasant. But right. uh, And some of them have, you know, big garage doors on both ends where they can open up and get a lot of cross breeze, mm-hmm. um, where some of them are pretty closed. Uh, so, you know, each each individual facility had to go through, a you know, kind of an evaluation of, hey, we can handle this many kids in in this particular facility and be safe. Right. So, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of that. I, coaches probably put more thought into their practice sessions than they've ever put into a practice session. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, Mike, it's probably a little early to tell um, how – is that is it effective the plan you've got? I mean, you're only what a couple of weeks into it, so probably an unfair question. But I wonder, are you happy with how it's going so far? Any major stumbling blocks, or is everybody they were ready to rock? You know, when this all uh, when school started. Well, we were uh, the one thing we kind of got caught a little off guard when when the direct uh, when the governor you know came out and and issued Executive Order 55, which said we could have contact sports and work because. We were all thinking at that time that there was a good possibility right then that he was not going to allow us to have contact, but he was actually going to shut us down for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then that came out, and I was like, okay, we might be behind a little bit because we hadn't done some of the some of the football coaches had done some of the acclimatization mm-hmm. part, but hadn't done it all because they weren't really expecting to have contact until much later. So. You know, we got on. You know, they got on that pretty quickly and got their acclimatization days in, so they could go ahead and start having contact. Knowing we were going to have some, you know, we had the possibility of having games at that point. Right. Okay. Hey, uh, Mike, we're up against our first break here. We're talking with Sumner County Athletic Director Mike Brown on Sumner County Spotlight this morning. We're going to come right back and discuss this some more right after these messages here on WHIN. Thanks for joining us this morning. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight uh, for our next segment here. We're talking with Mike Brown, the athletic director for Sumner County Schools, and we're glad to have him on this morning. And, Mike, we were talking about just kind of all the sports and the sort of planning and, the you know, looking into the crystal ball, which is about all you could do when all this was was kind of coming down. Um, so each school high, school and middle school, all have athletic directors. Is that correct? Yes. So – you know they're looking for direction. You're looking for direction. Was it always a given that the schools would follow what this, uh, the governor wanted, or is there still that middle step where the mayor of the county, Anthony Holt, could could say, "Yeah, but we're taking a little different stance"? Because I don't know if all the counties in the state are doing exactly the same thing. I don't think Davidson is, for example. Right, and and you get caught sometimes in the crossfire there between the different levels. Um, mm-hmm. And you really have to do what you can to comply with every, you know, with all the levels. Right. 
because like the and and then you've got TWSAA layer on top. Oh, of that's all of right. That. Yeah, duh. I don't want to forget them <laughs> because I know so, I know talking with uh, we we interviewed Mayor Holt uh, not that long ago, and of course everybody wants to lean toward opening and and having sports and doing as many things as you can, but at the same time, you know, you got to proceed with caution. Right, and the one thing about all the different layers and TWSAA when. When uh, Bernard Childress, Childress, who's the executive director, he was laying out the plan um, that we were going to have to use, he said a number of times. Every time he would come up on the next point, he'd go, okay, we have to do this if we're going to have ball games." Mm-hmm. I mean, he made that point. So, you know, there's there's the, the state, there's the local level, and then there's the TSSAA. So you kind of have to, you know, you're always hoping they're all on the same page, like you say. They're not, right. so we kind of have to have to make as many people happy with what we're doing as possible, and basically we're doing what we what we can to ensure the safety of the spectators and and our kids. Yeah, and I think uh, I think people are pretty pumped. Uh, I think they were maybe a little like you guys were surprised that we are going to play football and sort of for the most part on time. Uh, maybe not the practices and the amount of practice they would have liked to have had contact-wise, like you were saying earlier. But, um, you know, this may have a a pretty darn positive impact on folks. I think if everybody can stay safe and the kids playing can stay safe, um, I sort of already feel a little bit of that excitement. Yes, I I think people are starved for sports in particular, but you know, high school sports in Sumner County is a community thing. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you're a football fan or you're a volleyball fan or whether your child plays, you know, is on the golf team or whatever it is, um, there our folks are starved for this because it is such a huge part of our community in Sumner County. Yes, exactly. Um, it's not all Preds and Titans up there. So, I mean, you know, that's no. good too. That's important too. But uh, we love our high schools and we love the sports. And the great rivalries, um, some are intense, some are fun. Uh, It's just a, and it's, you know, God, can you imagine the kids are just ready to get out and do something? Yes. They're, and they're teenagers and they're hard to hold down. Yeah. Um, One of the big concerns is, well, when we came out of, of, as we went through July and even at the end of June, one of my messages to the coaches was, you, you know, we've done all of this work but you've really got to concentrate and stay the course. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take the temperatures. You have to enforce right. the mask. You have to enforce right. the social distancing at all points because they get, you know, as a coach, you get really caught up with what you're doing yeah. as far as instruction that day. Yeah. But then, you you know, you, you step so, back and look at your practice and go, oh, my gosh, they're all in a big huddle. We can't right. do that. We got right. it. You know, and that's so, hard. To, so don't drop the ball on the – preparation for a practice like you said right. where they're 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 probably prepping for practices more than they ever have in the past yes they've had to think about more things than they have in the past especially organization you know and keeping kids in groups and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff so um i just think one of the the, the biggest takeaway i have right now is for us to continue to to do the things that got us here and that is you know take care of the health screenings and monitor our kids and have our kids and parents talk to us about, you know, when their kids aren't feeling good and those kinds of things. Sure. So sure. Cause there are other those are things that we just have to do. 
Sure, and there are other illnesses there, and in a weird way, you know, you might be able to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you might be able to catch some something else early because you were, you know, you were taking temperatures, you were, you know, monitoring. Right, and we've we've had, you know, when the kids aren't feeling good, one of our recommendations is that you go see your physician, and we have had a few kids go to see their their physician, uh, and they have either had the flu or strep throat or some other. You know something else, right? Asthma, or maybe something they hadn't even known, right? And so, you know, there there are still other illnesses out there besides uh, the virus, right? Exactly. And so that's you know that's why we try to recommend that if they're not feeling good, that their parents get them to their healthcare professional and and get an evaluation and see. So, Mike. Uh, so we've talked a lot about uh, the teams, the schools, the planning, and uh, the seasons, and all of that. What about um, I'm sure there's a lot of questions out there from people listening this morning uh, regarding spectators and how all that works, capacities, social distancing, tickets. What? Uh, h- how does that look? I, you know, we've all heard things. Is it 30 percent? Is it 25 percent? Is it 50 percent? What? How, can you straighten out uh, some of the info on that for everybody? For let's just talk football, for example. Football is probably the the biggest impact because. You have the big. That's where the biggest crowds are. Um, but you do have a lot of space. space. That's the good news. I mean, in well, the we do. And you know, the recommendations came out that it was, you know, and and CWSAA gives you recommendations. And so, you know, I've talked to Dr. Phillips about where he's comfortable and and where we kind of need to be. And and so we're looking at about we're looking at fifty percent of our seating capacity. Okay. Which okay. is a lot less than what we would normally have at a game, because you know if you have one of our rival games, oh you've yeah, got seating capacity plus three or four standing room only deep. Sure, they're all around and, the uh, uh, the edge of the stadiums in some cases, around the yeah, tra- and tracks so, or whatever. Yeah, so you're looking anywhere probably depending on the stadium, twelve to fifteen hundred tickets total. Um, we agree. That's at, uh, that's a heck of a lot better than zero, though, isn't it? Yes, and as a you know, and I was a little, little worried about that because I thought maybe that's a little high, but I think um, uh, that's right around some of the bigger high schools. I think Wilson County's uh, we you know we're in the same region with some of their schools, and mm-hmm. I think they're around fifty percent. I saw um, where Dixon County is playing um, uh, Creekwood. Is it Creekwood? Anyway, it's the other school in Dixon County. Right, uh, that may be wrong. Um, but anyway, and there the number they put out was fifteen hundred, which haven't been to Dixon County. That's probably right around the fifty percent mark too for them. And I see. So, you know, we're going to look, and I told them we're going to we'll do that. We'll look at it. If we have too many people there and it's not manageable, then we'll make adjustments. And and it's like everything else we've done. We do something, we evaluate it, and then we try to make you know decisions based on on experience and and what we've done. But the the big change is going to be the ticketing and entering the games. The ticketing for high school sports, for high school uh, football particularly, is going to be pre-sale tickets. In other words, we're not going to have a ticket gate open, probably, they're, they're with most schools. Mm-hmm. Um so they're probably, you know, they may. You're probably going to be putting out stuff in the, on Thursday or maybe even early Friday that the game is sold out. 
Right, right. You're not going to go to the games and get your tickets like you used to because there's such a limited amount. Well, and if you Uh, just take in the parents and the relatives of the players, I mean, I would assume, do they get a little bit of a priority just because, or or is it still first come, first serve, no matter what? Different schools are doing different things. Uh, A lot of them, most schools have uh, some uh, season tickets. And a lot of the parents get those season tickets. I got you. And that will come, you know, that's part of that, you know, that'll come off of your 50%. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in your numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are selling, you know, they'll hold a certain amount for their students and sell them at school. So that comes off their number. So the general admission tickets are not going to be very many, um, unfortunately, because like I say, this is, you know, high school athletics, particularly football, is a huge community activity in Summer County. Right. And, uh, so it will cut into that. Most of our schools have a, a streaming of our games yep. where you can subscribe to that, the National Federation streaming, or I think a couple of them actually use Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need to check with their school and say, okay, look, I, I'm not coming to the game, but how can I, you know, how can I see Sure, it? there's lots of ways to um, access it, and we're streaming them too, so, um, you know. Yeah, and y'all are streaming. So, yeah, that, and um, I think that's a good thing. Um, they can still feel that excitement and get the immediacy of the game. And like you said, some of them, if they're doing it on Facebook or videoing or whatever, um, you know, you can still get, the, like I said, I still sort of feel the energy from everybody now because it was a little unexpected. I I think it was kind of like you said earlier in the interview. Well, you know, we weren't a hundred percent sure this was even going to happen. And now boom, we're here. And if we can yeah. all sort of build on that, maybe, because even though it's 50% now, is that pretty much set, do you think, Mike, for the season? Or could the governor say, hey, things look good? Or the TSTSAA say, you know, we're let's go to 60% or 75% or I, I don't know. Right. Well, TSAA was recommended 25 to 30%. So I see. Um, I see. So some of the schools are being a little more, and a lot of them, if you've got the, a bigger stadium, you can manage mm-hmm. that a little better. So, uh, you know, it may be a little aggressive this time, but that's what say we're going to see. And if it is, then we'll, you know, if we need to back off of it a little bit, we will. Well, I think that's the what's kind of cool because you guys are taking into consideration all the different facilities. It's not just this blanket thing. It's like, look, they have special circumstance how about this? And these guys have this special. So you are giving some uh, leeway, but they, you still want to stay within those guidelines. Right. Well, and, you know, you just look, Gallatin has a pretty big stadium as far as seating, mm-hmm. but their end zones are really tight. They don't have a lot of space for people to stand around and watch the game. Right. But then you go to Hendersonville, who doesn't have quite as many seats, but they have a lot of area that can be used, and so does Beach, and so does Station Camp that's not necessarily in the stadium where it can help spread, you know, some folks out. They can put the bands in places uh, that are not necessarily in, you know, in the stadium, which allows, you know, people in the stadium to to be able to spread out a little more. Right, because you Um, don't want, you know, a huge parking lot full of people and tailgating and everybody's, you know, in groups of 50 or something. So um, as long as everybody knows that pulling in, I think they'll, they'll get it. Right, and and like you say, like Bernard said, this is what we have to do to have a game. So, you know, we're just hoping that cooperation with the folks in the community, I hope they understand. I, I would or, think you know, they would, because otherwise... We're not doing it because we're trying to be bad. We're trying right. to do it so we can keep so, playing. So we can keep playing. And I think if everybody keeps that in mind, I think that's a really, really good point, Mike, is that, look, yeah, 
a little inconvenience, maybe even frustrating, or you're sick of dealing with it, hey, we all are. However, if you want to keep playing football, this this isn't you know the end of the world. We're asking you to do here. It's just a few things, right? Well, and for the spectators, the other part of it is if you do have your ticket, then come on to the game, whether it's electronic or a paper ticket, mm-hmm. and um, you know they'll check your tickets at the gate, but they'll also um, temperature check. Oh uh, yeah, TWSWA is requiring temperature checks. They're requiring masks indoors and outdoors, mm-hmm. and then we will have our uh, the TWSWA health screening questions up. Oh, right. And basically it asks, you know, it asks about if you had these in the last 14 days. If you do, please Mm -hmm. don't enter, you know, the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, but, and and the mask thing, people are all over with it. Some people think, you know, it it doesn't do any good. And some people think you should wear a mask 24-7. Regardless of where you are on that spectrum, TWSWA is requiring us to you know, have people wear masks at their events. I kind of look at it like uh, I kind of look at it like umpiring, Mike. You know, it's like, look, if this is what you're saying, fine, we can live with yeah. it. So no, just no going yeah. in, folks. It's a mask thing. You may not like it, but if you want to watch the game, that's what you got to do. And you can't say you didn't know about it up front. So you oh. know, yeah, it seems like a pretty fair trade. That word out. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things, and and you know, we're not trying to be controversial. We're just trying to go by whatever rules are handed to us yeah, yeah, so our kids can play. Right. And, you know, yeah, it's outside. Yes, there's a lot more space. But, you know, basketball is way different. We can get into uh, some of that here in just a little bit. But you're 100% right, as long as everybody knows up front and they can find that information, I'm sure, on the Sumner County Schools website and any other ways to distribute that info, I'm sure you're trying to get the word out. Yes. All right, we're talking with Mike Brown, the Athletic Director for Sumner County Schools, and we're going to come back with more of our program in just a moment right here on WHIN, brought to you by F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com. We appreciate you joining us this morning. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight continues here on WHIN this morning with our special guest, Mike Brown, Athletic Director for Sumner County Schools. So we, we talked a lot about football, which is, you know, it's a southern thing. We have to do that. <laughs> but there are a lot of other sports. And from uh, golf, which is a fall sport, um, how's that going so far? Pretty good, I would imagine. Not a whole lot of adjustment there, but, you know, some conscious decisions need to be made around the golf course, I'm assuming. Yes, and and with golf, a lot of the golf courses never shut down. Some of a few of them did, but some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. And the courses had already made you know whatever adjustments they needed to make. You know, for a while you could only ride in one cart. You know, one person per cart. Oh but right, yeah. With high school, with high school, you gotta you gotta walk and either carry or or you know have a car. You know, your full cart. Mm-hmm. But um, so it, you know, even that's not an issue with those with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, other fall sports that we can talk about uh, that I'm missing that, um, you know, that doesn't even include, by the way, band and other things like that. We haven't. I know that's not really under the athletic department, but um, it's a big part of the ambiance nope. of a game. I'll tell you that. But I've had a, I've had a lot of band directors call me or principals call me and go, hey, 
you've been giving out guidelines for athletics. How how do you think those are going to work out for for band? Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not over. You know, that's not really part of my job. But at the same time, I've become a a, a kind of a person to call and go, hey, what about this or what about that? Right. What about groups. Right. Those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. principals basically do that. But, do we um, know? Is the there going to be any uh, music at the games a little bit, you think, at all? or Home home bands, and this seems to be pretty much across everywhere, um, home bands will perform if they want to mm-hmm. um, at halftime, but visiting bands will not travel. Right, right. What about the visitors? Um, and I hate to keep staying on football, but um, you know, there's that other side of the stadium. Is it smart to leave still room for them, or do we take up some of that space for hometown fans? How do you how do you deal with that? Well, when I met with the ads, we agreed that of the tickets available, that the visitors would get fifteen percent of the ticket numbers. And for Sumner County, with the differing sizes, it's usually somewhere between two hundred and two hundred and fifty. Tickets will go to the visitors. Right, okay. Okay. I mean, depending um, on the school size, um, you know, you get into Westmoreland, right. that might be a normal size crowd uh, that would go on the road with them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, it just depends. But we, are, we you know, did make sure that, that the visitors would get, you know, some. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's just not a whole lot out there to sell right now anyway. But. They will have some. Hey, who would have thought the hottest ticket in town was high school sports? You gotta love it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay, Mike. So uh, now we're let's say we cruise into basketball season. A little different. Okay. It's indoors. Um, capacity's not as large. Crowds maybe not as big anyway. But certainly some rabid basketball fans out there. Um, do you guys have you planned out these guidelines for each sport and they they all sort of translate? the same or is an indoor thing a wholly different matter it's a little different matter because the mask the mask will be more important for the indoor sports Mm -hmm. uh as far as i'm concerned they will be much more important um because you are indoors also the cleaning is a little different oh right cleaning and disinfecting because it's indoors you're having people come into your school building so you know, that's another thing. And we probably, right now, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to run the 50% of our seating capacity. Um, okay. Some of our big, you know, some of our gyms are pretty good size. Yeah. If you include the upstairs, you know, some of them have upstairs. Yeah, like the uh, Hendersonville has that sort of flat area, and you can pull the bleachers out or leave right. them back. And, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Encouraging people to, to go up there and sit. Actually, I went to a volleyball game last night at Hendersonville, and I sat upstairs, and I could see the game pretty, you know, I enjoyed the game from up there yeah there were only like three or four of us up there but it does give you room to spread out uh not all gyms are conducive to that but we'll probably run about 50 percent and um really haven't discussed how those ticket sales will go whether they're pre-sale or what but or how we'll do that some Mm -hmm. of the sports we're not you know if your venue is pretty good size like for middle school football we play in the high school stadiums uh, okay. We're yeah. not. We're not going to like the practice uh, facilities or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, we're not going to limit um, high uh, middle school football crowds because they're you know you don't have a football crowd in middle school that's over half right of the facilities right right. Um, so some of those we'll just watch and 
and see how they go. But, you know, getting back to basketball, volleyball is kind of a good uh, barometer for that because it's the only indoor sport we have right now. Right. Okay. Um, so this gives it, you know, a chance to kind of see how it goes. So it was a, what you kind of thought it would be when you went to the, the volleyball game the other night? Yes. I've been to a couple of volleyball games. And, good. And, um, you know, I was... I think the majority of people, the first game I went to, first night, I think everybody in the stands had their mask on, and and it was fine. Um, last night, a few less, but for, for the most part, pretty much everybody did. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, you and, know, the, uh, the other thing is, you know, you guys, and I know in talking with you and Dr. Phillips and anybody related to the school, it's always the kids that are the first on your mind, um, and... It seems to me the more normal we can make it for them. Yeah, is this bizarre and something we never thought we'd have to deal with? But, you know, the more normal we can make it so that they can have fun and they know their mom and dad are going to be there and they they know they're going to get cheered on and you're still going to see, you know, the boosters involved and and, uh, signs on the lockers and all that good stuff that makes a great high school experience, uh, the better off it seems that life will be for them. Well, and and that's the goal, but that's the goal of athletics in general. Mm-hmm. Is is just you know quality of life. It engages them in school, which it, right now is really difficult because like we're in hybrid, so they only go to school twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, athletics gives them some, you know, it gives them that connection. It gives them the connection that teenagers need. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? If this is the worst, it is then. You know, I think we could all take that. But if it goes backwards from here, then it's like, oh, okay, another step back, you know. But it'd be nice if this was the worst it'll be, and it gets better and better and better from here on out. Well, I see us having some setbacks. Uh, you know, at some point it may just be a team, maybe part of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kinds of things. We've already seen that with a few teams across the state where one team, you know, um, has had – you know, close contact with several members. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the team has been quarantined and they lose it. But, you know, it's better to lose a couple of weeks right. than it is to be like the seniors last spring and lose a season. Exactly. Well, and then I know the other thing that, that's on your mind, too, is, you know, they're going home. If they're living with a grandparent or an elderly person or somebody who's got a pre-existing, you know, it goes beyond the the team practice or the game. Um, you know, there's there's other things like you said that you just have to consider. You just do. Multi generational family homes are a major concern, mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing you can do about that. You know, they always they still have to go home at night, um, and so one of the things about the athletes is they. They do get screened every day. They get their temperature taken at practice every day. They get asked the questions every day. Do you, you know, and if you don't feel good, then we have athletic trainers at the high school that they can go talk to and then, you know, and get some, you know, initial health care right there. Yeah, that's And great. maybe a call to That's a good a call to mom. I'll tell you what, I don't know that we could be where we are without our athletic trainers. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, those are the ones that, that are always the ones that deal with the sprains and the brokenness and the, the guys that are running on the field. But if they knew all the stuff that they were doing as the season, before the season even started, uh, they might have a yeah. greater, and they're, they're just so much more important to this whole 
um, system right now. No question about it. Yes, and we are really fortunate in Sumner County to have them on staff. Yeah. And I don't know that I don't know that I could have gotten through June without them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and they, you know, just their expertise, and and it just maybe gives you a little more peace of mind because you know here you are, you're doing the scheduling, you're getting uh, with all the other athletic directors, you're laying these things out and and implementing the rules, and uh, but also trying to keep people positive, let alone uh, parents and teachers. So now you know there's a lot of moving parts to a school, high school, middle school, any school, um, and. Uh, and so how is that what what's your been your uh your uh, reaction to the parents and how they're doing and how they're reacting to all this i mean you're not going to keep everybody happy but um are they for the most part pretty comfortable and excited and ready to go or um most of them that have athletes are excited and and you know they're just like at least we're trying right you know, exactly. i think most of them are appreciative of the effort to try to get the kids back especially if you have a junior or senior this year and mm. you saw what your teammates went through in the spring, they're like, we don't want that to happen again. So, you know, they're a little more receptive than, than parents would have been, you know, any other time. But, um, so that part has been, that part's been fine. Of course, you know, when it's your child that you say, okay, he has to quarantine, he has to miss a week, or he has to miss 14 days. Oh, boy. You know, they're not real yeah. happy about that. But yeah. at the same time, 10 days out of their season versus losing their season because their whole team is down. Yeah. Um, it's kind of everything in perspective, isn't it? a dose of reality. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of keeping everything in perspective. So, yeah, um exactly. So, Mike, if you could look into your crystal ball, and this is probably an unfair question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, if you could look into your crystal ball, let's look two, three, four years into the future. Now these kids that you guys have graduated from Sumner are off on their college careers. Some of them are athletic uh, athletes. They're uh, scholar athletes, maybe. Um, how the heck is college sports going to look in a few years with – People who either missed an entire season, they took a chance on recruiting them, they got them to sign, they're there, and you know they couldn't they couldn't compete the way they typically did because <laughs> none of us could. What what do you, is it going to look weird? Do you think? Well, I, yes, particularly you know the, the group that just graduated, possibly this group, and you know our spring. If we get another complete, if we get all of our spring sports in and those kids can at least get that competition, they will have lost most of one season. Mm-hmm. Um, if the damage is held at that, I think it will be fine. Um, if we get into the spring and we're back where we were last spring and we're shut down and those kids lose another season, then I think you're going to see some real effects on the quality of the college game especially the kids going into college because they haven't had right. the repetition they haven't had the instruction that kids before them have had um through so no, I, it's, you know, it's think, through no fault of their own and the, the cream of the crop no. will still probably rise but you may have a heck of a lot more injuries for example i don't know well and that's another thing without scrimmages you know one of the things with TWSAA is you can't have scrimmages preseason in any sports all year well <laughs> To me, 
injuries are one of those things. Yes, you're going to see some ugly ball to start with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they haven't played against I, I anybody. I wonder, are, the, are your trainers worried about there will be more injuries? Because they haven't, you know, sometimes you just got to get beat up a little bit to toughen up, I guess. I don't know. Right, and and not just in not just in football, right? I mean, obviously, with contact, but you know, even in soccer, you've got soccer, volleyball, sure, absolutely. Yeah, you're playing full speed where you haven't played full speed for you know a few months. Um, it does it does make you're trying to play game you know game speed, and maybe you're not quite up to game speed yet. Mm-hmm. So I think early in the season you might see some mental mistakes. Um, I hope you're not seeing a lot of injuries. I know our trainers, have, you know, are acutely aware of that um, early, particularly. Right. So that's the other thing, parents. You know, <laughs> realize what they're going through. Be 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 gentle yes. to them. You know, because be encouraging. This is, boy, I I would think if any time maybe in our lifetime to be encouraging to young people, now would be it. It's a real chance for us as parents, grandparents. To, to keep that little flame inside all those kids going because it could easily just, you know, forget it. I'm just going to sit here and play video games, you know. Well, and one of the things that I've tried to get across to our coaches is to teach the kids they have to be prudent. They have to pay attention to the details of, you know, who you're hanging out with, um, where are you? Are you? Do you have your mask on? Are you washing your hands? Are you doing all of those things that teenagers, you know, sometimes neglect to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to make you don't want them to live in panic either. Right. So right. I've been trying to teach, I've been trying to preach prudence over panic when it comes yeah. to all this. Yes, you have to pay attention to all that, but no, you don't have to be in a state of panic all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. and and that's hard. That's a hard lesson for for adults. Yeah, and it's particularly hard for kids. Yeah, we're talking with Mike Brown, uh, Sumner County uh, Schools Athletic Director, and we are up against our break here, Mike. And we're going to come back and talk to Mike Brown a little bit more in our final break. Right after these messages from FNM Bank at myfmbank.com and two twenty one Indian Lake Boulevard, as well as our other sponsors. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning here on Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And we're talking with Mike Brown, the athletic director at Sumner County Schools this morning here on Sumner County Spotlight. We're glad you could join us this morning. And we're into our last segment, Michael, and uh, I'm just trying to figure out you know, where we can go. We haven't really talked spring sports yet. I'm almost afraid to because, I mean, you can have all the plans you want in place, but uh, who knows, right? Well, you know, we don't know what it's actually going to look like two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're we're open that everything that we do in fall sports, and that leads us into, into a successful winter sports um, season, and then come out in the spring and be ready to ready to play an entire season. Mm-hmm. Right. So, do you think now? You know, there's the big unknown because a lot of it, like you said, volleyball is going on, but some of this hasn't happened yet. But the plans are there. Everything's laid out. Now we'll see what happens, right? And it all starts. Uh, well, started this past Friday night. Yes. I mean, it's we've done a, a ton of work 
and across the state, I'm on a couple of Zooms with with one with just eight uh, athletic directors and one with district athletic directors like myself. And, you know, there's been a lot of thought. There's been a lot of work. Um, then, but even, even after all that, you know, like I talked about before, whatever we do Friday night, then we'll look at it. We need to make adjustments to make it better. Then we'll make adjustments to make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I would imagine, uh, you know, tomorrow on Monday after uh, the first weekend of football, you're going to get a lot of phone calls and, you know, here's what we found out. This was, you know, really not necessary because it didn't really apply. Here's some things we didn't expect. Um, but that's almost going to be a good thing, right? So I guess you're going to have to have a pen and paper handy on Monday, that's for sure. Yes, and then trying to get that out to the to the ADs at the schools going, okay, here's, here's some good things that people did and some things that happened that, you know, we need to try to avoid. So do, I mean, not that, I don't want to sound like Big Brother's watching, but I'm assuming you're going to, you can't be everywhere. you got to have um, your athletic directors, your coaches kind of just observing. Do you have people, not in a, in a way of, you know, Big Brother overseeing everything, but, but you do need to get feedback from all of these different uh, venues, right? Right, and most I get that back from athletic directors. I'll get it back. You know, some coaches will call me and talk to me. Um, principals, if they have concerns or if they think, you know, if they did something, you know, well. Mm-hmm. Um, my first line of communication is with the athletic directors at the schools. Yeah, okay. And we have a good group of athletic directors, and, you know, they're they're usually pretty brutally honest one way or the other, and that's good. I don't need them beating around the bush. I need them to tell me what I need to know. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And like you said earlier, and we're going to talk about this, we'll kind of recap it again as far as tickets. How do people go about it? There's general public, maybe not as many as we'd hoped. You're looking at 50%. Recommendations were a little less, so you're trying to accommodate many as many people as we can, as safely as we can. But there's also a lot of ways to hear the games, um, so you can support your school, you can support your athletes, um, your student athletes, uh, even if you're not physically there. Yes, uh, like I say, you guys do a good job of getting games broadcast. Um, most of the schools have some uh, way to stream, either National Federation or um, a couple of them use Facebook Live. It just depends on what platform they're using. Mm-hmm. But um, there are ways to to see the game, hear the game, if you cannot come to the game. And there are a lot of people right now that don't want to be in a crowd that will still want to know what's well, going on Well, that's true. Game. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought um, of that. You know, you have at-risk, at-risk groups, you know, grandparents. Some of the grandparents may not have, you know, may not have been out in public for a while um, because they're in an at-risk group. Right. That doesn't mean they can't, you know, see the grandkids play. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I think this is an important time, not that I want to sit here and preach, for, you know, the community to be heard um, and support your student-athletes, whether they're in volleyball or football or anything else. We talk about football because, you know, you know, we're in the South, football's huge, it draws big crowds, but it's just as important. I don't care if they're, you know, playing chess Support those students in any way you can because they're dealing with something you and I've never dealt with when we went to school. Well, and and not only athletics. You know, we've touched on band. Exactly. Um, you got exactly. Dance, you got dance teams. You got cheer teams. You've got uh, chorus folks. You got you know you, you've got clubs and 
all the things that the schools do to engage kids in the school in school activities um drama you know right yeah just need to encourage them they don't have to be athletes just encourage them to be involved and to stay focused on on academics because it's harder right now than it normally is because they don't have their teacher every day right now. Hopefully we will. Of course, in Sumner County, K-5 went back full-time mm-hmm. this week. So, you know, that's another test on, on how that's going to look. And then between that and athletics starting up and, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, our middle school and high school are on hybrid. Um, but rest assured, everybody is paying attention. Right. You're, the staff at Sumner County Schools, starting with Dr. Phillips all the way down to maintenance, which, by the way, is probably more important than it's ever been. Um, so please, <laughs> please pat them on the back if you see them from a distance. Um, you know, it, I just feel so appreciative, and I hope everyone does, because everybody is working so dang hard just to get it to this point. There's been a lot of work to get us where we are right now, and that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot more work to do, but there's been an enormous, from the classroom teachers um, all the way up through administrations and uh, coaches, your athletic trainers, and, you know, and your kids. And the, rep- the effort right. and of, the, the, of the kids to, to make it all work. And the representatives we've elected to do it, and, you know, this could this could have turned really ugly, and I, I don't think this is going as smoothly in every state and county in the country, I'll tell you that. Um, but Sumner yeah. is unique, and uh, the relationships we have, and, and uh, Mayor Holt had, had mentioned, you know, the, the largest portion of, of taxes go to schools, as it should, um, and uh, your tax dollars, I feel, in Sumner County, um, are being, uh, you know, monitored, and everybody is pulling their weight, and the uh, best interest of all the kids are are uh, forefront. And it's not just athletics, like you said. There's no question. Academia, teachers, maintenance staff, um, gosh, everything. Yeah, another another big group that's <laughs> really kind of doing more than they ever thought they would are athletic trainers and our school nurses. Because they're kind of yeah, on the front oh, line gosh, every yeah. day at school with their, with you know, trying to figure out who's sick, who's not, contact <laughs> tracing. Yeah, we got a lot more, uh, a lot more data coming in than we ever had before. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, we have a lot of people on the front lines doing the best they can, and and like you said, we are fortunate in Sumner County. Well, Coach, well, I keep calling you Coach. Well, you've coached. You have a lot of years of coaching, right? <laughs> um, I, did a, I did a little of that, too. Yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, why don't we go through one more time um, how football is going to work as far as crowds, size, how they get tickets, some of the basic requirements. We can't go through every single thing. but And, uh, you know, with questions where they'd find out answers. They're going to find out answers mostly from their local school. Um, okay. and there are not a lot of tickets available. The visitors are going to get some, the home, you know, they're going to have some for season tickets. They're going to have some for the students. Um, not enough to go, not enough that we're like we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do come to games, I don't think we'll have ticket gates. Everything will be pre pre-sold because I think we can sell that in, you know, the amount of tickets that we have available. Um, and it's, the game. Uh, it's less contact by doing it that way too, which is good. Right, it is. And 
when you come to the game, you'll have to have your ticket either on your phone or a paper ticket, and um, you'll have to go through screening. You have to get your temperature taken. You have to have a mask. You have to look at the questions and make sure that you haven't had uh, that you can answer the health screening questions. They're basically the same things that you go that you're asked pretty much everywhere now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that you're not sick and you haven't been exposed in the last 14 days. Um, Boy, I don't know if there's a whole heck of a lot else you could do. You know, that's a lot. No, well, that's so. true. There's not a lot. But, you know, you have to answer all those questions and go through the health screening. And those are things that we have to do to have games in, in Tennessee. So keep your eye on the prize, folks. If you a little inconvenience uh, keeps the kids on the field and keeps athletics going in Sumner County, no question. Right? All right. Yep. <laughs> okay. Mike? Um, we, we appreciate you taking the time, uh, to chat with us this morning. I know you're slammed and you're going to be even more busy, but, uh, a big thanks to everybody. If you would pass it along to everybody who's worked so hard to get athletics going. I think people are excited. Maybe this is, uh, it would be wonderful if this was what sort of turned the corner. We hope so. We hope we're in the right direction. All right, Mike. Thanks again for taking the time. We appreciate it. You have yourself a great week. We hope you stay safe. Thank you. All right, that's Mike Brown, Athletic Director for Sumner County Schools. We appreciate him taking the time this morning. That's going to wrap it up for Sumner County Spotlight here on WHIN. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we appreciate it. Brought to you by MyFMBank.com and 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, the location in Hendersonville for FNM Bank. We appreciate their sponsorship. We appreciate you tuning in. And we uh, hope you have a great athletic season for all the Sumner County Schools. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday morning right here on WHIN. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.